Welcome to Greenwatch 2018, a Kamen Rider O's recap podcast. But it's 2019 now. I've always wanted to point that out. Uh, Josh, this is an evergreen podcast. Don't worry the title, about it. The title is static. Ugh. If we did if we did another season, it would still be Greenwatch 2018. <laughs> There's not going to be another season. Don't worry, everybody. I mean, they can always make more O's. You know, yeah, they, they still have the could. costumes. It's true. It's true. And the actors are all alive. And an O does not begin or end. It is a circle. Right, so this is episode 25, a boxer, a left hand, and a bird yummy. Yeah, that's basically, yeah. yeah. It's a very straightforward description of the episode. It's a very straightforward episode with one big twist. Really? Well, I mean... Ankh- well, what's the twist? Spoilers, everybody. Ankh hasn't made a yummy yet. And this is where Ankh gets to... With, with, you know, sometimes when a boxer and... An arm love each other very much. The arm puts a coin in the boxer's head, and they make a bird yummy. Oh, Josh, I think you may have missed out on a subtle detail of this episode, but we'll get to it. Dun, dun, dun! dun. AG's doing the dishes. Yes, there he is. Colorful smears all over the plates and the couscous. I don't know what kind of food they serve. It looked like ice cream. It's the food from Hook. Right, oh. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just smear food. Just put, It's pre-poop. It's already poop. Ooh, ooh. It's just color poops. Why did you have oh. to make it gross? Hey, everyone. Another spoiler alert. Hook was always terrible. I'm sorry to have What? Oh, I, oh, my look, I, God. Look, I know, Josh, you and I know that because we're older than the people who watched Hook when they were young and pattered on it like baby birds. Like me. Yeah, like Corey. Uh, Rufio's great. Corey, Hook is a bad movie. No, but Rufio's... No, I, I keep watching it. It's still good. <laughs> Corey, we watch... You keep watching this show. Josh, you keep watching this show. I don't know why. Anyway. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I honestly have no <coughs> idea. I literally... If it, right in. Right in, our two you're, listeners. You're, you're effectively like the Statler and or Waldorf of this program. You have... Lo- no, I'm like Mike or Joel. You've launched me into space and now I'm just watching this show. Only no, no, bad- no, 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 no. No? No, because you come here voluntarily to complain about it. You could be doing other things, but you choose to be here every week, like Sattler and Waldorf. That's where you're wrong. Oh, why do I always come here? Yeah. I guess exactly. I'll never know. It's mm-hmm. like a kind of torture to watch Kamen yep. Rider O's. What if you were actually just two Muppets in some coveralls? <laughs> Muppet Man uh, from uh, the Muppets yes. reboot movie. I can't believe I fell for Muppet Man. Come on, everybody. Let's do Muppet Man, that thing we've never done before. I love that movie. Can we talk about... That's a pretty good movie. What if we abruptly transitioned to just talking about Muppets and recapped Muppet things? Eh. Anyways, he's doing dishes. (laughs) He's doing the dishes and there's smears on it. And he's worried about how much ice Ankh is eating because he was... For some dumb reason, figured Ankh would just eat one ice pop a day, and that's what he's budgeted for, and Ankh's eating, like, 20. Oh, you've always done everything we've asked of you, Ankh. It's weird that, <laughs> it's weird that you're giving us pushback on this one thing. <laughs> and uh, he makes a good point where it's, like, bad for a detective's body to eat all of these ice pops. Oh, yeah. And is that why the detective never gets any stronger and why Ankh can't? There's a lot of questions asked of Ankh that Ankh refuses to answer in this episode. Maybe he's trying to cryogenically freeze the body, like, from within. It's great. To keep it it fresh. Well, it worked for Disney. 
Well, they're casually dropping talk about how Dead Detective will never recover. His sister is standing right there in the room, yep. listening to everything. She looks real sad. Like, well, I've been worried about this too. It's not normal, is it? And like, no, no, it's not normal when an arm possesses your mostly dead brother. You're quite correct. Well, whatever, because Chiyoko and Goto are here. They've got groceries for tonight's fancy reservation dinner party. And dumbass outfits. It's Spain-themed. Because a Boy. boxer is retiring. And it's sad if it's not Spain-themed. Well, they, and one of them asks, like, but what is, is a boxer? What does that have to do with Spain? And it's like, well, he's real sad, so we had to do something very festive. So we, we picked Spain, as we all know, the festive capital of the world. I think the subtext there is basically like, Chico's like, don't fucking ask me what, to, what I'm doing in my own goddamn restaurant, jerk. I wish he did that. Have you not noticed how I roll? After 24 episodes, this is what I do. I run this town. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm the only fucking restaurant in town, except for that one that got eaten by a cat. And the Odin stand, by the way. Oh, sorry. Yep, yeah, yep, This yeah. isn't interesting, but I have found a place in Los Angeles that does Odin. and I That cannot, is interesting. I Tell can't, me more. I haven't gone yet, but I will give you a full report. We might do a special episode where I talk about going out for Odin in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Please describe all the different shaped things you eat. I'm so excited mm -hmm. for boiled lumps. It's not exactly a summertime dish, it seems like, to have a bunch of boiled lumps. But as somebody who grew up in uh, New England, uh, I definitely have experience eating a lot of boiled food. So more to come. <laughs> Stay tuned, jerks. Here's the important thing. When you go... Yeah. And you have one of the triangular lumps. You have to you have to take it in your chopsticks and hold it to your forehead so that the triangle point is pointing up and pretend you're a ghost. <sighs> or that I'm wearing a bim mark from the apple. We're all big fans of the movie The Apple, right? Oh my god. Why why are you like I've this? I've seen it and I don't remember anything. Well, the, the reason why I bring it up is because everybody puts triangle marks on their forehead. So Oh. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was behind the joke with Josh A.K. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Josh Kagan. Welcome to Behind the Joke. Here's the incongruity that produced what we call in the comedy business, the ha-ha. Anyway, so the boxing guy is late for his press conference, because it turns out he's old and he's hurt and he can't box no more. But he also likes cats. So he's talking to a cat instead of being at his press conference, which I support. I just like this guy a lot. I just wanted, I wanted to put this out here. He's real nice. Yeah, he's just talking to a big old orange cat. That cat seems very nice. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go to that stupid old press conference either. And he's all like, yeah, I'm so weak. Even your Neko punch would defeat me. And I just was like so delighted. Because <laughs> then I started picturing like the cat fighting him with his little paws. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> Neko pew. punch. Well, something <laughs> is lurking in the bushes that's like also molting heavily with these red feathers. Yes. And it looks like Ankh's arm. It looks like the left hand of Ankh, which... We've never seen before. It looks like I didn't pay close enough attention. Well, this episode totally tricked me. I totally just thought it was on, but now I know that there's mystery afoot. Dun -dun. Josh, Josh, what up, what up? hey, Josh, Josh, hey, Adam, Josh. Adam, Adam. It's, it's real sinister. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> the intro plays. <laughs> We're back at the couscousier. The People that showed up to eat look relatively normal, but lingering in the background is our cast dressed as matadors, and Goto is a bull. Yep. Oh, that's what he is. 
I had no idea. I was like, is he Zsa Zsa Gabor? Like, what is he doing? He's just wearing a giant black fur coat. Very luxurious. He looks like he's about to do a season three of Dynasty. Uh, a bull. Okay, so he's a bull. Yeah, he's got horns. Yep. I couldn't really tell. And the retirement okay. party crew make the boxer stand up and give a speech, which he really, really sucks at. He gives a terrible speech. Goto's like, oh yeah, this guy's this guy's really good. He's a hard puncher. I saw him once. Punching hard. Just to emphasize how strong he is, the boxer falls over. <laughs> yep. And smashes a, a porcelain matador, which is probably worth, like, I want to say $300 minimum. It's probably a Hummel. It's probably real valuable. We will come to find out that he's got, uh, he's the punch drunks. He got punched in the head far too many times. He's a punch drunker. Uh... Um... This is one of two weird, like, translation things in this episode that I'm kind of concerned with. Neko Punch and Punch Drunker? No, Punch Drunker, and then later when they're talking about yummies, they spell yummies Y-U-M-M-Y-S instead of I-E-S, which would, like, make way more sense. But it's a noun. Mummies are M-M-M-I-E-S. Am I, am I, am I wrong? Uh, yeah. No, you are right in that you're not wrong. <laughs> that's the best way to be right. Yes, that's uh, that's actually a whole. It's a whole chapter in Stunk and White. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, Stunk and White. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stunk, stink, stank, strunk. Anyway, boxing, boxing guy and his sidekick uh, decide to go off somewhere after the party. His sidekick is his child, his family, his just a buddy, his flavor flave. Boxing friend, I think. Just a boxing buddy. Yeah, I think maybe his junior. They go and uh, stand at, by a nondescript stadium and look at a poster of a fight that will never happen. And then a young boxer <laughs> comes over to them and is like, hey, we were going to punch each other in the face. And if you retire, then our faces will go unpunched. I can't call myself the champion unless I defeat you in the boxing ring. And I was like, is this like a backdoor pilot for like a boxing show? Because this scene is hella long. Yeah. It just goes on and on forever. Sam, what do we generally think about the concept of boxing as a sport? Oh, boxing is a terrible, terrible idea. And yeah! everybody who does it gets badly hurt. And even if you win, you lose because you get brain damage. And I've seen documentaries about like Muhammad Ali, because I think Muhammad Ali is really cool. And they interview like boxers who boxed with them. And they're all so fucked up. It's, it's, a, it's a bad, bad idea. It's almost as if professionally getting punched in the face... Yeah. is not the best way to go about making a living. Mm. I have an, I don't understand sports full stop. I'm an indoor kid. I went to theater school for seven years, but I get like uh, running around, getting some exercise, throwing a ball there's, or something, or we're on ice or we're curling if you're in a place where you like that sort of thing. But when you're just punching each other in the face, that feels less like a sport and more like some real just weird gladiator shit where a bunch of rich people are just standing around going punch punch for our edification please enjoy our nickels and dimes in exchange for your assured parkinson's yeah basically Corey, where do you stand on boxing i don't know where i stand because on one hand yeah it's super dangerous but on the other hand it does feel very much like a sport it's like there's two people that are trying their best and you get it you get to destroy the other one or whatever people do and then so there's a winner. So that's a sport all right. 
And yeah. in case anyone this week was wondering, like, what's a sport? We've we've cracked the code. I just feel like the people who go into boxing don't necessarily understand like the the cost. And I mean, I've I've seen boxers like the boxers I'm talking about are like the boxers who who make it to like the high levels. Like, what's it like to spend like your whole life boxing at like a low level where nobody really cares, and then you're you've got Parkinson's and like probably no pension. <laughs> I mean, you must really love it. I'm sure there are people who really <laughs> truly love it. Obviously, oh, yeah. or else nobody would do this. Uh, it is. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, of course. Uh, I like Hajime no Ippo. I like all the boxing anime. I like all of the boxing manga. And I like the Creed movies. Yeah. But I don't watch professional boxing. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's a really interesting point, Corey. I think boxing is more interesting from a pop culture level. Like, on a fictionalized level, I love those Rocky movies. I mean, I like the mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. like the first Rocky movie. It is a real movie. <laughs> and then uh, Rocky 3 and 4 are just, like, cuckoo time bullshit movies. Uh, and then, you know, this, the Creed movies bring it back around. But yeah, Million Dollar Baby and things of that nature, that one episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> boxing is a fictionalized construct makes sense there is inherent drama in two people punching each other in the face when people are really punching each other and even like when we talk about like uh either martial arts matches or mma there is still like some style and there is some and maybe that's just like uh, to me martial arts and mma look like they're a little more gymnastic and interesting and chess like than just like punch than just punches in the face i don't know yeah, but like I've, I'm used to like a lot of high speed sports, like fencing and such like that. So you have to be able to see what they're doing. Like you have to grow to discern what's going on, or it just looks like people wailing on each other. Oh, you have to you have to raise your power level <laughs> so that you can actually see Goku, Goku and Vegeta fighting, because otherwise they're too fast. Well, I'm 46 years old, about to be 47 in a few months, and I have stopped growing as a person. I will never learn. <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm done. I have learned. I've stopped learning, uh, and I hope nothing changes for the next uh, ten to forty years, however long I'm alive. You have I have very bad news for you. Oh no! Oh no! What? What's happening? Every- Things are changing right now. No! <laughs> Where are we in my notes? No. Okay. So, anyways, uh, the young boxer whines about how, but I was gonna punch you in the face, and you were gonna punch me in the face, and if we can't punch each other in the face, I can't be the best face puncher. Boxing. And then he walks away, and uh, our old uh, boxer with the taped up hands, he's real sad. And then somebody, wait a minute, wait Once a minute, told me, sorry. We see a shot of Ankh in a tree in that opening scene. And I understand that it's the wrong hand. But we see Ankh and we see the ice yummy. Is he... Are We, we believe- only see the hand. Yeah. No, th- no. There is definitely a shot of Ankh and his ice lolly. Oh, yeah. No, there's a shot because there's... Yeah, because we see him drop it while this is like... While the other hand is going on. It's, I think it's, you know, it's to sort of show us that Ankh can sense it. Hmm. Well, he drops his ice lolly before the credits roll, right? Like he can sense something. And then there's a real like ominous close up on his face. Yeah. This is why he jumped out of the window earlier. From the yeah. That's why he flew the coop. Go like witness the action. I said, that's why he flew the coop. No, it was a good one. Cause he's a birdie. I mean, yes. So yeah. Goto gets a phone call from Date. Cause <laughs> Fine. real creepy, normal Yomi crawls out of this boxer dude. 
Like just mm-hmm. a really standard looking yummy. By the way, the boxer's friend has exactly the right response to this. And I feel like I had to wait 25 episodes, which is to fall to the ground and start screaming, <laughs> which is, I feel like when other people have witnessed these horrors, they're just like, oh, what an odd occurrence. But this person is properly pissing themselves. Hats off to this actor. Sorry, Corey. Yeah, well, like the, the yummy grabs his arm, turns it into a yummy arm, pulls some mm-hmm. feathers out of it. And then shoves the feathers in our boxer friend's other arm, the the busty one. Yeah, I'm sorry. What? It's real upsetting. This busted arm. He's not. He's yeah. not busty per se. <laughs> he's, 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 His busty despite, arm. Despite the presence of the breast cannon in this episode, it is that's not the kind of bust we're talking about. This boxer is stacked. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the yeah, Yummy comes out. Uh, and, uh, the, we get the sense that he's putting arm power back into the boxer's, uh, bust, <laughs> it was a curvaceous arm <laughs> with its decolletage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, and then the team shows up. And then the yummy transforms. And Ankh's like, just there watching from, from like four stories up. By the way, so if it's not Ankh doing this, Ankh sure is not talking. He sure oh, yeah, is, no. He's sure being real quiet and just watching this. Uh, and as uh, Corey just said, the uh, yummy transforms into, guys, my favorite. A parrot. This is my favorite yummy. <laughs> really? It's still got the face. It's still got the weird face. It doesn't bother yeah. me. It doesn't bother me. It reminded me of those, it reminded me of those adorable birds from Rio. Oh, God. It is one of the adorable birds from Rio, but it can breathe fire. Like, there's a problem here. I also like that, like, Eiji, like, sees this bird, and the bird sees Eiji, and they do, like, the shot from Jaws, where Roy Scheider realizes that the shark is there on both of them, and it's really good. One of those, a Spielbergian, like, push-pull. I don't even know what yeah. that is. Like, it's a there's, rack there's a focus term. and pullback. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, Date takes a moment to just point out that this yummy is gaudy, which made me laugh and laugh and laugh. Uh, I just, I, I just love how much Date doesn't really care about his job except yeah. to make money, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, look at that bit! Look at that big weird bird! What a goof!" <laughs> All right, well, one, two, three, let's do this. I love it. Meanwhile, Goto and and Ag are both like, "Onk, is this you? Did you do this?" And Onk's like, I'm "Not saying anything. I'm Johnny Tightlips. You'll never get anything out of me." Unk. And AG can't keep his head in the game uh, because no. of this. And everybody's like, hey, dummy, stop sleepwalking. Let's do some fighting. So they fight. Mm-hmm. And it does not go well. This is a real good yummy. They try and fight him, and it doesn't work, and the yummy escapes. And takes the boxer with him. Yep. Yep. Off to its nest to, to puke worms in his mouth or something. Or sit on his head because he's kind of bald. <laughs> Maybe oh, yeah. He thinks he's an egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's giving Ankh shit. Or they're not saying it to his face, but everybody's sort of like all crowded yeah. around just like... Oh, eh. Goto's saying it to his... Well, kind of his back because Ankh's like walking away, but... Being real dramatic. Yeah. Goto also sends a... Sends, sends a... Like a bird can after after the bird yummy. He's like, follow that bird. Oh, and then Mrs. Finch shows up and says, it belongs with its own people. <laughs> That's right. And everybody's just like, well, I guess we have to fucking listen to you, Miss Finch, even though you don't... It's not like you belong to the government or anything like that. You have no power. You just work for some unofficial board of birds. And here you are breaking up families, tearing birds away from the streets in which they live and making them live with some dipshit bird voiced by Lorraine Newman. Sure. Sure, Miss Finch. I guess we have to just drop and give you 20 because there you are. Oh, oh, 
Oh, so I'm fucking mad at Miss Finch. Boy, you're mad. It drives oh, me boy. crazy. She has no. It doesn't cow. really matter because the hawk can loses the bird yeah. family, so everything is fine. All I'm saying is that Miss Finch has no authority <laughs> by the state of New York or the United States of America. And Angie's all like trying to defend Ankh, and he's like, Ankh said he hadn't made a yummy yet, right, Ankh? Right, right. That that's helpful, right? He's like, well, he said he would if he could, so maybe but, he just but, can't. I'm sure it's fine. Big Bird was doing fine on Sesame Street. <laughs> He had and all then, of his uh, friends and, there. And Date's just like, I guess we'll have to trust in uh, Gorilla Can and Anko to tell us when the yummy's back. Sorry. I'm really sorry I made this joke. It wasn't worth it. I just... <laughs> it wasn't gets, worth it. He man. gets kidnapped right. by Joe Flaherty? <laughs> well, it's nighttime now. I was so just going to talk about quiet. follow that bird. <laughs> this is a very Muppet-heavy episode suddenly. Um, and it's my fault. That's nobody's fault. Uh, the parrot's gaudy. We talked about that already. So Dante goes back to the lab to get some more more cell medals because he wasted his. Maki is he's staring at the couscousier postcard still That's from right. last episode. He hasn't moved or showered. <laughs> yes, not moved an inch. <laughs> and Dante's like, "Hey, give me some cell medals." And Maki's like, "Ah, oh, you're so wasteful." Dante's like, "Well, just give them to me." Also, you totally hid something when I came in. And Maki does the only thing he can, which is to eat the postcard. And, uh, and Date says, you're an interesting one, which I think I'm going to say to people from now on. Speaking of Sesame Street, Ankh and Eiji are basically Ernie and Birding it in the oh, room. It's well... so cute. <laughs> and they're matching beds. And and Ankh's all mad because Eiji snores and he can't sleep. And and Eiji doesn't respect his like pigeon fetish and it's just it's it's all problematic his paperclip collection yeah that's right and then and and ernie ernie sold his soap dish so that he could buy vert like a paperclip box vert sold his paperclips to buy like a thing for ernie's rubber or sold rubber ducky and it's all it's very sad but then but then they get him back because because mr hooper's a nice guy that is one of my favorite the christmas eve on sesame street is to me a perfect holiday special anyways we will stop talking i mean it's Go good. It's no Muppet Family Christmas, but it's good. Is it the one with John Denver? No, that's a mm-hmm. different one. This is the, it's the oh, one where they all go to Fozzie's, Fozzie's uh, mom's place. Yeah, yep. it's so good. Yeah, that is a good one too. And well, then, this- and then, and then, and then Jim Henson's there at the end cleaning the dishes, and it's it gets wait. Me Jim every Henson's time. alive. This is before he died. Well, somebody tra- oh. actually somebody transforms into him, and they say Jim Henson. Anyway, okay, you're fired. Great! Oh, thank God, everyone! Well, this is my last episode! Oh my God, this joke again. You're hired. You're rehired as punishment. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> um, this is our best bit, definitely. The, the bird's gaudy. Yeah. 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 Oh, and the they're bird's the stealing more arms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an arms race. Um, well, no. Onk's, we're... Onk's all sad and he's staring, staring at one of his core medals. He's like, mmm. And he's all, uh, I like that uh, Ankh sleeps drap- uh, draped in uh, uh, red satin. I think that's beautiful. I kind of want to yeah. sleep like that now, too. He's like Mae West. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Uh, and uh, AG's asking him questions like, hey, um, do you like believe in God? And also, <laughs> one more time, why don't you transform when you could have transformed? And... Yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah, what's and your Then, then he just fucking falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's like well, anyway night 
Now we see the yummy running around. being. He's like the arm fairy. People are leaving their arms under their pillows yeah. and he's taking them. He's stashed the boxer in a boxing locker room somewhere. And the boxer's like, oh, no, I feel bad about not hitting people anymore. I really want to do it. Look at those boxing gloves. They could be on my hand. I could be punching someone in the face. I won't sacrifice someone else's oh. career so that I can punch more, but I will. And the yummy's like, shut up. You love it. Hey, here, have a flashback to that young boxer. Who's like, why aren't we punching? Here you go. Because you can totally you can totally put a match back on after the match has been canceled. Oh yeah. Like the totally. scheduling can totally just work out. Have you yeah. not seen Megalobox? You can do all sorts of things. Oh, oh, Josh, you need to see Megalobox. Yeah, Megalobox oh, is I'm real sorry. good. It's only like twelve episodes. It's it's I very you, good. I promise you I don't. I, I oh. from the bottom of my Josh Kagan heart. Josh, Josh, it's about boxers who box, and I want to emphasize this with, like, cybernetic attachments on their arms that help them box harder. Oh, okay. Oh, God damn it. Maybe. It's really, it's really very good. Anyway, Date and Goto are, are, like, on the case and talking over, like, what's going on, and Goto's like, I know how to get to the bottom of this. I gotta ask, like, the one guy who knows things. And then he shows up at Eiji's place, but he really wanted to talk to Ankh, because Eiji is not the guy who knows things. But Eiji's asleep. Goto's like, go to morning, get the fuck up. And Eiji's like, what do you mean there's a yummy out? Ankh didn't even like tell me that <gasps> there was a yummy out. What? Ankh's gone. gone? He didn't even wake me up to say goodbye. Just call him angel of the morning. <laughs> yeah. He didn't wake me up before he went went. <laughs> That's what you think is funny? All right. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I thought that was funny. Um, it's fine. Yeah, so Goto and Date, uh, they uh, go and uh, take on the Yummy, and uh, the Yummy calls Date an eyesore. This Yummy is real bitchy. This Yummy's got, like, Bruce Valanche <laughs> writing his lines for it. <laughs> Date's beautiful. I don't know what he's even talking about. Date's breathtaking. Maybe it's like like I, like when you call like a short person, like, hey, stretch, or whatever. Maybe oh, something like that. Like, the ooh, Yummy ooh, can... Ooh. Go ahead. Do you mean breathtaking in that he took that breath attack so that Goto wouldn't be harmed by the, the fire that this parrot lets off? Oh, yeah. Date mm-hmm. is on fire this episode, for sure. He sure is. El Fuego. And every episode. Wink. <laughs> Most parrots can breathe fire. That's a common attribute of parrots, I find. Oh, yeah. I know. They're dangerous. They're, they're dangerous, but beautiful. Yeah. Polly won a firecracker. You know what else is da- is is beautiful but not so dangerous is Eiji using bird combo against a bird. And everybody's like, uh, this is a bad idea. And Eiji's like, actually, this is a bad idea. And then he gets his ass kicked. I know it's cool to, to, to transform into the common Rider, but I almost feel like Eiji is really pushing it scheduling-wise. Like, he's running into... First of all, Ankh woke him... Or not Ankh, but uh, Goto was like, hey, get up. We gotta go fight a yummy. And Ag is still late yeah. to the fight. He had a very like he had a very long skincare regimen in the in the morning or something. Like, got to put on the mask. I'm sorry, I have to. Probably had to change his underpants. He gets there late, and then he like runs towards the monster and then transforms like an inch away. And that just seems like bad time management. So here's the thing about when you about henshining. Is that generally speaking, you release a, a shit ton of energy when you henchin. So you want to henchin as close to the enemy as possible to get that first like attack in. Bam. Basically, you're invulnerable during the yeah. transformation. So, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, if it were me, I would be like, oh, I would do this like on the Uber ride over. Like, I would get this out of the way so I could just get in and start fighting. 
this is why nobody ever can attack you while you're henching in because you're effectively invulnerable, right? Like that's he's, actually your most powerful. He's oh. probably late because he couldn't find a vending machine to ride oh, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. This show used to have those. Remember, remember that thing this show did? Remember when Goto used to work for someone else and he was like captain <laughs> yeah. of the ride vendor squad? So yeah. cool. Those were the those They were, were all ones. murdered, if I'm not mistaken, right? Weren't all the ride vend other ride vendors murdered? Yeah, but I can only assume they would have had time to hire more by now. Or maybe that's just like uh the hiring practice. Like maybe they just like whoever survives long enough gets to be the only the only guy. And it's Goto. Uh, and now and now Goto works as a busboy. So good work. Yeah. Good work. The thing I like most about this fight is how like Date and Goto are shouting about how fighting fire with fire would be really <laughs> difficult. How like No, that's a bad idea. Bad combo. Ankh gave you a bad combo. Ankh was like, combo now, talk later. Except no talk later, because I'm gonna just leave. <laughs> Yeah, and so Date has to save save Eiji because Eiji is like on the ground, all like, ah, oh, I can't fight anymore. Date shoots the thing, and then is like, Goto smoke screen. So Goto just like shoots the guy with his gun, and it's somehow it's a smoke screen, I guess, because mm-hmm. of all the sparks. And Date is about to blow him up, but then an arm flies in and knocks the oh, gun yeah. out of Date's hand. Is it Onk? We don't know. That one's Onk. Oh. oh. Yeah. You could tell? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. couldn't tell. Yep, yep, yep. Because later Ankh is like, it would be bad for me if that Yummy was defeated. And so they're all hiding around a corner, and Eiji's like, Khan! Only he says Ankh. Right. And he's more like, Ankh, why won't you talk to me? Ankh! 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 Yeah, so and then pretty that... straightforward episode. And that's it! That's <laughs> it! This is our shortest episode ever! So that means we can talk more about uh, King Quapis. Follow that bird. Oh, the God, thing no. is, is that Miss Finch has no authority. I can't stress okay. this enough. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we... Okay, Josh. I want you to stay with me on this. It's Sesame Street. Yeah. They're friendly. They, they'll they just do whatever you say. It doesn't matter if you have authority. They're just like, okay, cool. I hate her. I, hate I know Finch you so hate much. her, Josh. It's okay. It's It's fine. Well, well, I think the thing that Snuffleupagus brings to the table is that you can't actually trust authority figures. So it doesn't even matter well, if anyone has authority or not. They're not going to believe you. Oh no! That's why they stopped doing that. Yeah, follow you know that. This. Follow that bird is post Snuffleupagus's reveal, if I'm not mistaken. In, in I don't think so. I think it I is. I should think not. No. Snuffleupagus's, Snuffleupagus's reveal was long after I was a child, and follow that bird was definitely while I was a child. I think you. I think. Do, Josh, do I have to look? I'm looking it up. Yeah, look it up. Because I think there was <laughs> Talk a, amongst yourselves. I believe it was because of like Stranger Danger in the 1980s that they were like, hey, mm-hmm. we definitely have to reveal stuff up against everyone. It That's either it. came I'm right just... before or right after. Uh, uh, Snuffle. This is this is great. Mr. Snuffle. Okay, Snuffle. Yeah. Okay, this is great radio. Oh, he attends Snuffle Garden. That's cool. Corey, have you seen Follow That Bird? I don't recall. Oh, so this is all. If I did, it was so very. You know what? November eighteenth, nineteen eighty-five, following the release of Sesame Street film Follow That Bird. Okay. Ah. Okay. So wait, is he invisible in Follow That Bird? I'm just gonna, Josh. I'm just gonna confess something to you right now. What's up, buddy? I've never seen Follow That Bird. What? 
It's fine. Yeah, I, it's actually, I think you will be pleasantly surprised that even though it is like a Muppet movie made for like tiny babies, it is significantly weird. Van Dyke Parks, who collaborated with the Beach Boys on Pet Sounds, uh, wrote some of the music for it, which is kind of mm. amazing. Uh, it is chock-a-block with your countrymen and women uh, of uh, <laughs> Second City and SCTV people. You got Dave Thomas and Joe Flaherty yeah. and John Candy. Everybody shows up. Uh, it's uh, it's solid. It's very good. And there is a number in it that is so depressing that it's like David Lynch shot it. It's uh, and uh, oh, and mm. they they die of Big Bird bright blue, and it's weird. It's a genuinely weird movie. I'm willing to watch this. Great. So you've heard it here first. Uh, we're going to do a special bonus episode where we talk about follow that bird. Yeah, except we're going to have to cut out like the 45 minutes where you just scream about Miss Finch. Well, I'm done with that now. You'll this, Are you? This, yeah. is, it, is it out? Is it? Are you purged? Like for now. Yeah, I'm still. Okay. All, look, I'm still always going to be a little mad about it. But uh, but I wasn't mad at this episode. This was a good, solid, fine episode. There's a little mystery set up. Maybe Ankh is finally going to be uh, going to fall into his yumminess and start working for the bad guys. Well, we don't know. We don't know. It's pretty happen. yummy already. Wink. He has great hair. That guy has great hair. He has such know. good hair. Yeah. I like this episode. This episode was fine. What did you guys think? Yeah. I also it was liked fine. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, fine. it's, it just felt kind of hollow. Like they were withholding so much for the big yeah. reveal that they were like, well, I guess, They'll just have a lot of longer scenes where people talk about the same things a lot. And and boxing. There was a lot more, bo- like, there was literally a lot more, like, like sub-character content than usual, like, by themselves without a- anybody else from the show. And a cat. I like that we're halfway through and now they're now they're starting to pull the trigger on some of the, the uh, plot stuff that's been happening, so. I'm curious about what's going on with Kogami while this is all going down. He's probably taking he has not been very active for the last little while. He's in a big bath like that guy from Hitchhiker's Guide. And he's just like, he's just enjoying it too much right now. Do you think he takes cakes in the bath? I'm picturing it's a cell metal bath. So he is like a Scrooge McDuck style. <laughs> and he definitely is like making a cake in there. Yeah, he doesn't eat the cakes himself. No, but Satanaka is sitting like on like a deck chair with like five cakes next to her. Just oh. like working through them. I don't think. I don't think Satanaka's job requires her to be in the room with Kugami when he's taking a bath. Oh, he's got trunks. He's fully on clothed. Oh, yeah, he's I still wearing it. a suit. Yeah. I love it. But it's terry cloth. <laughs> it's somehow a shiny terry cloth three piece yeah. suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we did it. Corey, well, yeah. can this, let's make it be over. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. I'm Coriander Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Epsilar. I'm Josh A. Kagan, and you can find me at Josh A. Kagan on Instagram. I'm Adam Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Gold Sarcasmium. Bye. Bye. Suck it. <laughs>